You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Luke, Chapter 3 In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and don't begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is ready at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you're required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? He replied, don't extort and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod, the tetrarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all, He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli, who was the son of, well, then Luke then shares the genealogy of Jesus and goes all the way back to Adam, who was the son of God. <laughs> I feel like that Sunday school buzzer, mm, we all know we have five minutes left. But really, Jesus was born in a crazy world, right? Like there's turmoil happening, political turmoil, uh, crazy things are happening. He's born and raised into this world that is absolutely just polarized and at odds in so many ways. Uh, Caleb, you were preaching recently, uh, and you said something like, you know, the politics you want to focus on in your life these days is like the politics of the early church fathers. Mm. 
And uh, that I really kind of had to sit back with that. You were talking about controversy, mm-hmm. right? And there was so much controversy happening, even in this time. Maybe we could say we're experiencing that in the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that look like for you? And your heart is to focus, you know, not on the not on the controversy and the and the arguments and what what separates us, but what you know brings us together. Yeah, and I think the Gospel of Luke is a really great guide in this in a number of ways. Um, in particular, uh, it's you know really interesting that Luke decides to ground uh, his gospel in the political figures of the day, which was sort of standard fare for people who wrote biographies in his time or histories that they would uh, also link what they're writing to whoever was. Uh, just a sort of interesting aside is that um, there is uh, extra biblical evidence of Pilate being uh, the uh, leader here at this time in this region. Josephus and Philo both reference Pilate, and there's also an inscription that they found in the region mm. that re- references Pontius Pilate. I just say that to say that uh, I, I find it always important to, when we can, emphasize uh, some of the other support for what the Bible tells yeah. us uh, that's out there. But all that to say, um, so Luke number of scholars have written, tries to walk a line between not uh, being uh, reverent of imperial uh, ideology, let's say, of of the empire and not being so deferential to it, but at the same time also not trying to like make a bad situation for Christians. Uh, And so in that way avoids controversy at some level. And I think that that's somewhat instructive in that Luke's primary focus is to announce the kingship of Jesus. He's like keeping the focus on yes. Jesus. Yeah, and that Jesus is really king. Now, we live in a day and age where we have this whole idea of the separation of uh, church and state or religion and state. There was no such uh, concept at this time, and the empire very much was supported by its own religious worldview. Uh, the emperor was seen in his own right as a god uh, at this time. So this is literally why Jesus and his family have to, like, take off. Yeah, yeah. And so there there very much is this fusion of religious and state power at this time in a way that's really hard for us to even wrap our minds around. Because of that, declaring Jesus as king was itself a kind of a—well, it would be very much— like directly confronting the empire, right? Uh, Because something that was plastered all over the empire was that uh, Caesar is Lord. And what's the one one of the most recurrent statements you find in the in the New Testament? Jesus Jesus is is Lord. Wow. And so in that you find the Gospels, writings of Paul, directly confronting the empire in that way. Um, So they already are just by the nature of the gospel they preach being. Uh, controversial gospel also was not a purely Jewish or Christian word, but a word used by the empire as well. Uh, you, there's, there are ancient inscriptions that say, that declare that the gospel, the euangelion, is that Caesar is Lord. So that's that's how, you know, a stark a contrast, the gospel that we call the gospel strikes with the gospel of the empire's day. Um, and so, just in relating that to our day and age today, um, we have lived in a time, I think, where 
in this country in particular, Christians have been sort of at the helm of most things. You know, we've controlled uh, most of the major institutions in this country for quite some time. Uh, and we're getting to a place now where that's not really the case, where the church by and large seems to have less influence on society than it had at, at one point in time uh, in the last 50 years, 60 years especially. Uh, and so that can be a very uncomfortable thing, but in some ways I think it is actually a great thing because it returns us to the sort of situation that early Christians found themselves in, uh, in which they're just declaring that Jesus actually uh, is the rightful and true, uh, let's say, authority in, in the world today, that Jesus actually is uh, our actual political figure to which we declare our allegiance. That's becoming a more radical thing as Christians actually have less authority and power. And then comes Kanye West. I mean, John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who's, yeah. He, I mean, he said Jesus is king. I don't, I don't mind that. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.